Ciao! He doesn't even say that. That's the Swedish Lady McQueen. <laughs> yes, guys, just before we get into the episode, which is a banger, by the way. Very long episode, actually. With a lot of freaking laughs. Yeah. Probably should have gone on Patreon, to be honest, because it was crazy. Uh, but I hope you enjoy it. I know you will, because I literally just finished recording it. <laughs> but <laughs> before we get into the episode, we need to pay some bills. And talking of Patreon, <laughs> Laura, tell them what Patreon is. Patreon, every Saturday you'll see us again, our smug faces, talking about worse things. Then on YouTube, because then YouTube YouTube. YouTube don't like the things we talk about on Patreon. They usually delete stuff. We get stuff. in trouble. We get in big trouble, and we don't want to get our channel banned. So... Um, go watch us for ad-free content and priorities when you're submitting your weirdly confessions and all your help that you need because I know you need a lot. So make sure you do that. And yeah, links in the description. It's literally only three pound fifty. You wouldn't even realize it even touched you. It will make <laughs> a big. It, it makes a big difference to us. You won't even believe how much <laughs> it makes a difference to us. To you, you wouldn't even clock. No. Yeah. So. Sign up to the Patreon. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, wherever the hell you listen to us, follow us on there. Give us a good review. It helps us. It gives us more numbers. gives us more people. Five-star police chase GTA. Five-star review on Spotify. Let's go. That's very true. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Leave us a comment. And DM us some topics. Things. Yeah. I'm running out of things to say. Enjoy the episode. You know when people, instead of writing one message, they'll send like one word or like two words, three words. And then it's just five, six, seven messages that pisses me off. I can be like that if I'm in the wrong mood. Right like, mood or wrong mood. Depends on the way you look at you it. You do that when you're overly excited and you do that when you're like very motivated to get things done and you're like planning something. Yes. And you're just like, bang, 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 bang. Pisses me off. Pisses me off. Yeah, like there'll be times if I'm motivated, you can be away from your phone. And then when you come back, there's like 20 messages. Oh, yeah. Easy. Of just plans. Having said that, welcome back to the podcast that kind of sounds like showbiz that is actually flowbiz. Uh, usually we do an intro for like independently, but to be honest, I don't have one. My inter intro for today is literally just, there's a fire in the atmosphere. Mm. Like there's a fire brewing in the house today. Do you know what I mean? I can feel that. Do you know what I mean? I but think before... I'm lighting the fire. I'm adding the fuel. I would say I've been adding the fool as well. But anyway, we'll talk about it in a second. Laura, as usual. Yes. Fun fact of the day, of the week, of the month, whatever you want to call it. Off you go. All right. Let's go for it. I don't know why I screamed. I'm also wearing a fluffy hoodie and drinking a coffee, so I'll probably start sweating <laughs> in a minute. But Ejo is what it is. Okay. Fact of the day. Mm. Who's ready? I am. All right. This actually is good for today as well. Have you ever noticed that things like spanking and hair pulling are painful? They're usually painful, right? Okay. They're painful usually. Okay. But during intimacy, in <laughs> but during intimacy, they feel nice and not as painful. So, like for example, pulling hair. Okay. Like if you pulled my hair right now, I'd be like it'd hurt. Mm. But during sex, it doesn't hurt. Or slapping in your face, or slapping anywhere. I know that's the case for you. I can't lie. If you was to pull my hair during sex, I think I'd scream. Really? Like a little bitch. Really? I think it would still hurt. Yeah, 100%. Well, apparently the reason for that is because your pain threshold increases significantly during arousal. But I guess only for some oh, yeah. then, if only some people like being hurt. Really? Yes. What, so you don't feel as much pain when you're aroused? Yeah, yeah. Because your pain level increases. You can tolerate more pain when you're aroused. Huh. So that's why... 
That's yeah, interesting. It but also another little semi-fact to that, your penis isn't the only thing that swells during sex. Your nostrils swell during sex. So when you're having sex, you're like... Oh, so my nose gets even bigger. Yeah. You know the little bits of bogeys come out of the circles? They flare. Oh, shit. They flare during sex. Have you ever sex. noticed that? No, but I feel like now I've said it. No, because I can't like, I, I always thought, why do you look like a pig when you fuck? Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Because your nose is a bit like... <laughs> I'm joking, by the way. I'm joking. He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking a pig you know when what? you continue. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? That's actually crazy though. Because I literally just put on my podcast topic notes a thing I just saw just literally now. So I li- I saw a YouTube short, yeah, of a guy in the gym. So he walks in the gym and there's a proper skinny guy, like really skinny, and he's benching like five plates. So five plates would be 20 kg each. So that's like 220 kg. Including the bar? Yeah, including the bar. That's 220 kg altogether. I think if my math is right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. so much mass you're exploding <laughs> yeah, in your too, asshole too much mass um, <laughs> I think it's 200 well it doesn't matter because the plates are fake it's just fake weights basically yeah so it's actually really light and this guy's just banging out reps and this guy he's, he's quite a bit bigger than him but he's not like massive he's not a bodybuilder or anything he walks in he's like whoa what the fuck like how do you do that and he's like oh go on try it try to do it well done <laughs> oh uh, thank you I nearly got a cramp in my leg doing that. Um, so he goes, oh, you try it. And he's like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. And then he gets on the bench and he actually flops. Like the bar comes down and he like, when he goes to push it up, it like, it like leans to the side and he, he flops it and needs the people to lift it up for him. But bear in mind, this is like, by the way he's built, you can tell he goes to the gym and I reckon he could easily bench like 80, 90, maybe even 100 kg, easy. But these fake weights, it would be no more than 40 kg. And he flops. He tries again, flops again, tries again, flops again. That's sus. I see an imposter among us. So, and that connects to your fun fact because that just goes to show how much your mind can control you. Because he flopped just because he thought it was 220 kg. If he found out there were fake weights, he would do it again and be like, oh wait, shit, this is actually easy. And he would be able to do it. But he legit looks like he's struggling when he, in that video. So during sex, because it's not in your head that it hurts, but in your head you have the feeling of this is actually nice. Your brain cuts off the thing that says this hurts. You see what I'm saying? That's why a lot wow, of people... Wow, the mind is powerful. Yeah, exactly. This is why a lot of people struggle in the gym without a coach. Because they think they can't do it. For example, a good example is boxing. I can't push myself doing boxing. Well, I think I can't push myself doing boxing when I do it by myself near as much as I could do it when there's a coach screaming at me and pushing me and telling me what to do. It's way different because your brain is capable of shutting your body down, but your body's way more capable than most people actually think. I just imagined during sex some coach in the corner of the room screaming at you, screaming at you, don't fly your fucking nostrils. Don't. (laughs) don't come don't you fucking dare come now <laughs> imagine that if you had a problem of like not lasting long so you just hired a Which sex I do, yeah yeah you just hired a sex coach like sex coach like there was an actual job that you could <laughs> do you just sit in the corner watch people fuck and shout at him make sure he doesn't come and then give him tips afterwards rub that fucking clip wait this is actually not youtube okay this is actually patreon it's okay for now it, it will 
Look, this is this is a, again. This is a good plug for the Patreon. This is kind of how the Patreon's episode goes, and because we recorded one yesterday, yeah, I think we're still in a Patreon mindset. I think so. So let's move away from that. But that is a potential, you know, <gasps> job career. One. Yeah, potential career. Start off as self-employed, build up a little business of your little coaches. Do you know what? we've just set a new hustle? That there could be a university course for sex coaches, but I think that's a thing, probably no. But it's probably not like what you do in it and like shout at you whilst you're doing it. It's probably more like consulting type of thing. Kind of like a therapist. A therapist. You know what I mean? A therapist. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure that would be a thing. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Uh, Well, anyway, that's the fun fact done. Um, Fire in the air. Why is there fire in the air? I'd like to know myself. I don't know. I just feel like we've been working hard. You know, we've been going back to eating healthy. Having said that, we did have a pizza yesterday, but that's different. It was healthy because it had meat on it and protein. <laughs> like, it had pepperoni. Well, anyway, we've been doing a lot of shit. I'm going back to content. You've just got a new car, which, by the way, if you missed, uh, well, you would have probably seen it on TikTok by now because you put the clip up and it went fucking crazy. Yeah. It did. How, how, what is it on, like? 1.5 mil views now? I believe it's more. Serious? I believe it's more. Well, let's do a, a quick verification of that. But that clip went viral. So yeah, Laura bought a new car. She talked about all the cars she's had and now she's bought one of her dream cars. Yeah. Yeah, go on. 1.8 million. 1.8? 1.8. Fucking hell, we're going clear. Um... Shout out <laughs> to everyone that's been here since day one. You're trying to... Hey, <laughs> if you got my number... Delete it. Delete it. Don't worry about DMing us, boys. We won't see it anymore. No, please DM us because we need your DMs to run the <laughs> show. But I just feel like there's a positive run of things at the moment. And it's like lighting a big fire. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that got me thinking, it's like, shit, I honestly just need to take my own advice a bit more often. I've been telling you that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember about 10 episodes ago, I literally went off on a thing of saying like, oh, people don't get enough sleep, they don't eat properly, they don't go to the gym and then wonder why they're not motivated to do things. Um, was you doing any of the things? And literally like three, four weeks ago, I was doing exactly that and I've been wondering why my brain's been a fuzz. Yeah. But now that I've been doing that, I've taken my sleep seriously, making sure I get seven to eight hours every single day. I eat, I'm eat. i trying to eat more properly as much as I can and trying to exercise much more and then doing the work. And then all of a sudden, like it's almost like magic. I'm becoming way more productive. You, you're swallowing your own pill. I'm taking my own advice. Yeah. And it's working. So I just want to remind you guys, eat, exercise, and sleep properly. And grab some snacks while you're listening to us. Your life will change. Literally change. Mm. It's crazy. But yeah, anyway, enough of the swappy shit. If you want to hear more about accountability and stuff, check out Patreon. That we actually is, we, we actually, before we move on... Every Patreon episode, we have an accountability section where we update you guys on how we've actually been doing in terms of fitness and all that crap. So if you want to hear more about that and maybe motivate yourself to do the same shit as us, because it's hard, check out Patreon. Yeah. But yeah, let's get on to more juicy stuff. Well, yeah, yes, the last episode was kind of like, the whole episode was just accountability. But anyway, uh, what do we have today? We have a lot today. Okay, we've got influencers. No, wait. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We're just going to go straight to influencer news. Because I feel like you want to know what I want to tell you. Okay, there's been a lot. Before I get into my bit, I, I need to hear what you... Because this whole week you've been talking about this podcast thing. Just, just go. 
Go. So there's a podcast, an F1 related podcast called yes. the Pit Stop Boys. Yes. You know about them. I, I know about them. Is it not just called Pit Stop? I think it's called Pit Stop. Yeah, Pit Stop. I don't know. Pit Stop Podcast, I think it's yeah. called. Yeah, it's because all the hate comments have been saying Pit Stop Boys, whatever. Pit Stop Podcast, they're an F1 related podcast. There's two guys on the channel who run it. And essentially the notion of their podcast, just to give you a quick rundown, catch you up to date if you don't know, okay. um, which you do. They watch Drive to Survive. They didn't know anything about Formula One. They watched Drive to Survive, got into it and made a podcast on the basis that they know nothing about F1. And they've been given a lot of opportunities to work with really big F1 drivers and creators and motorsport people. They've had actual drivers they've on. Had, yeah, they had Oscar Piastri on. Yeah, they do a lot of, they've been given a lot of opportunities and they're just humorous in the sense that they don't know a lot. So wait, so on their podcast, are they open about the fact that they yes. don't know much? Yeah. So it's not like they're pretending they know what they're talking about. No. I mean, they do know though. Cause but I'm they get sure, more into it. I'm pretty sure one of them was used to watch it before Drive to Because that's kind of like me. Because I used to watch it a lot when I was growing up. And then I kind of fell off it. And then when Drive to Survive came out, I started watching it again. Yeah. Well, I don't watch or listen to their podcast on a regular, so I can't yeah. tell you. But from the clips I've seen, they're open about the fact that this is a learning thing and that's the humor in their podcast. But at the same time, because they've been running for so long, you inevitably get into the sport and you learn. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Right? I get it. Yeah. Um, so obviously they wouldn't be completely clueless. Surely not, because yeah. they're into F1. I mean, I've listened to a couple of them. I listened to the one. They had a one of the lead mechanics from Aston Martin. I listened to that one. Teams and they had another one. When we've had people on from who just do I things to that in, one as well. in sport. It seems yeah. like a good podcast. Like, I enjoy it. Really? Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, we're I mean, not they're massive diehard right F1 fans. I'm not like culture a culture is rife. I haven't watched it. Um, I guess it yeah, happens it's not like I'm interested in it. I like the sport. So take this with a pinch of salt. But right but, now, they're going yeah, through their moment of cancellation. And my Twitter is just full of like, yeah. freaking yeah, the angry guest, people. You, yeah. you know, I've actually physically been keeping yeah, up Twitter. Because it's full of it. Like, yeah. And but yeah, the TikTok best guest, is spread there too. Think? Yeah, best guest um, definitely. All right, so drivers. the reason people are angry at this podcast is I mean, I know you guys are drivers, right? on an episode was extremely disrespectful. Boring. Um, so I want to know what, they do, what you think about this. And if it's not very quite boring. Not yeah. very fun. Okay. Just quite some boring. context again. This wasn't actually an episode of their podcast. Most drivers they were aren't guests. Terribly exciting. So like you get someone podcast, like Callum, which Beck I don't know really. if I have the name. Right. Screaming Mills. They're on a. They were a guest on a Screaming Mills podcast. Who runs that podcast? Um, I think two or three guys that are more, way more into most of spot, but they're not like. I don't think again. Pinch of salt. I don't know. I think they're into racing, and one of them's like a um, car racer. So he's an actual driver. I have fought again. No, I think he's just got into it recently. They're into motorsport more, oh, okay, way cool. more into cool, motorsport. Cool. I don't know about the history of them, but they went onto that podcast, and there was a real F two driver on there, right? As okay. well as a guest as well. Do you, so have you got the name? Juan. Juan. He he had a serious crash and recovered. You're going to see his face in a second. Is is that... Oh, he must be the guy that had a crash. I think it was in Spa. Juan. Where that Jules guy... Um, Someone died in Gasly's the same crash. Gasly's friend died. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, the guy. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, So cool. the Pit Stop Boys came on the guest to the Screaming Meals. Okay. And so did he. Okay, cool. Right? So I got a few clips to show you. And I want to hear your opinion. Okay, so I've heard the main talking point. Let me just break Because I heard it, but... Go ahead, go I've ahead. I've got a few different clips. Right. People right. would want to know is what you boys do outside of the racing. Do they? When you think about reality TV and drives as a vibe, no one gives a fuck about your racing, let's be honest. Sure. No one cares about where you finish in the championship. No, no one does. 
No one cares. Good. People want to know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> People want to know what you're doing. <laughs> <outside>. yes, <laughs> true Amen. Words. Seriously, true words have not been spoken. Because, because you're absolutely right. Know who's who in this podcast right now? Do you know who's who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so for those who don't know, the guy in the white jumper on the left is one of the pit stop boys. Yeah. The guy in the grey t-shirt is the F2 driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the guy on the right-hand side in the red is uh, one of the Screaming Mills podcast guys. Then on the opposite side, one second, um, the guy with the funky shades on on the left with the black jacket, he's a pit stop boy. And the guy in the white suit and the other guy are two Screaming Mills guys. Okay, so for all the listeners, this is probably a good opportunity to uh, head on over to YouTube just to check it out. Um, if you want to see. But essentially, there's two pit stop boys, three Screaming, Screaming Mills boys, and one F2 driver. And there's, wait, two more clips. So it was one of the uh, guys from Pit Stop that yes. said what, the, yeah. what just was said now. He okay. essentially just said in a nutshell, um, "What I want to hear more about your personal life because no one gives a fuck about your racing or where you finish in the race. Despite the fact you devoted your whole life to racing and nearly died and recovered, we don't care about that. What do you do in your personal life? Okay, show me the next clip before we chat about it. But go ahead. Handshake. Work at teams or... When we've had people on from who just do things in the t in sport, yeah. it's way more interesting to us. To really? Be yeah, mm. I mean, we're not massive diehard F1 fans. I'm not like a diehard. I haven't watched him my whole life. Yeah, it's not like I that. I'm yeah. interested in it. I like the sport. I like the race. It's great. But yeah, I'm not diehard F1 fan. Yeah, I'm not diehard F1 fan. Like yeah. mad. But yeah, the best guest. Who do you think? There's another bit. Which oh, I can't. shit. Oh. I didn't hear this bit. There's another bit. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm not diehard F1 fan, like yeah. mad. But yeah, the best guest, who do you think? Yeah, best guest, definitely not the drivers. I think drivers are so, I know, and this is not, this, I mean, I know you guys are drivers, right? But I think, you know, drivers are so boring. intense with what they do that they often are quite, not very, quite boring, not yeah. very fun, quite boring. You boys are obviously very fun and lovely and I love all you guys, but most drivers aren't actually. Uh, okay, cool. Okay, Before, I want to hear your thing. Okay, wait. Before you say anything. Anything, go into straight it. Straight off the back. Looks like he's got alcohol in his hand in that last clip. Mm. Are they under the influence a little bit when they're saying these things? I think yes. Okay, because it seems like it. Because it's very out of pocket. The things they're saying are very out of character almost, I would say. Because you've built up a whole career on this sport and now you're throwing shade on the main core part of this sport. Saying that the drivers are shit, boring, no one cares. Like, surely in the right mind, you don't do that. You're saying this without any research into more context. That's your first thoughts. So that's how you know it's wrong. My first thoughts were originally, I was like, cool. On a when you're actually on a podcast, guys, like this, it's such a relaxed setting that you end up just talking. And like, yeah, you can say the wrong thing sometimes. Like, it does happen. Because you're talking, right? So, sometimes if you're like having a lot of fun as well. Yeah, like, if you're just joking. Things just come out and you just talk shit. Yeah, because I have this mindset of, as a human, when you give me a piece of material, like you say something that's a material piece, I can respond to it in a hundred different ways. I can be happy, sad, angry, jealous, all these emotions. I just realized and as a I human, think my ass has been out this whole time. Wow. <laughs> you actually just want the, you want the Reddit page. I, I've socks, got socks and on ass. today. I've got socks on you're today. You're getting your crack out. You're literally trying Not to be me. Crack, you're trying side. to be me. Okay, one sec, guys. There we go. I'm Laura now. Oh my god, you should stop doing the podcast like that. I want to compare our butts. <laughs> Why did you just get excited? <laughs> Sorry. Um, wait. So I needed. I 
I needed more context. Right, okay. Right, so I went on the Screaming Wheels podcast. I went on this episode podcast. So did you actually listen to the whole thing? No, but I, I skimmed through a lot. Yeah? Right. I felt a bit uncomfortable. It felt like, the I'm not even like, I don't like throwing shade. You know I don't like being rude to anyone. Yeah. It felt like the pit stop guys, they were bored of when the drivers were talking about real mechanics and real driving stuff. When Juan, the racer, was talking about the races and actual F1 stuff, they looked bored. Like they were like, the eyes were not in the right place. It didn't look like they were listening. They looked like they were drinking. They were like sweating, like fast paced. And he made a few references on just going out tonight kind of thing. On like get, getting out and like um, whatever. And apparently he even said something about we want to know how you chat up a bird. So I think their their whole mindset during that podcast was just like more party-ish and laddish. And but then at the same time, they weren't professional. <sighs> like they looked like they just didn't care about what he was saying. Trust me. Like if you look, they're they're like this. They're frust like whatever. They're okay. they're bored. I have got a couple of things to say here, and it's like it's tough because for me, what I really hate is the most common thing in council culture, this was a great example in um thing with Andrew Tate, right? A lot of these things happen. A lot of people get cancelled, which I don't even believe is a real thing. Ultimately, only you can cancel yourself. But a lot of the time what happens is clips get taken from an hour-long conversation yes. and you get... 20 seconds thrown exactly. at your face. You consume those 20 seconds, ignore all of the context from the hour-long convo, and you just run with that. And that's when people start talking shit, but it's like, if you end up listening to the whole hour, the thing changes. But from what you're saying, that's actually not the case. Those clips were more or less the whole sentiment of the whole conversation. However, I can't, make judgment on them without listening to the Yourself. full thing i know i and even watching it properly and again something to add before i get into like what people what the people were saying why they were upset i think something to mention is like in a sense i guess they were trying to say like what's going on in your personal life as well because people do care about that as well mm. but for to say no one cares about where you finish in the race and the racing is important is quite a bad thing to it's a very bad thing to say you know what it is i think this is what I honestly think. There's a couple of things here. First of all, what they did was very unprofessional more than anything, I think, in my opinion. It's rude, but I think the way it seemed in that setting from what only what I've seen, it was a similar atmosphere. Everyone's kind of taking a piss, having fun. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah. And then people got angry about what was said. But in the time, it seemed like the conversation was just that. Maybe it wasn't, I don't know, because I haven't seen the whole thing, as I said again. But that could have been the case. Maybe they were all just kind of taking a piss and they got overly excited. Which happens. It, it when happens. you're around your boys, for example, things come out like you're just joking. However, I think now they're having a reality check. Because everyone wants to know, oh, Lewis Hamilton's single. A lot of people want to know who's he fucking. Is he pulling birds in the club? Do you know what I mean? What's he getting up to when he's not racing? Shit like that. But at the end of the day, you've got to realize F1 is the most, one of the most prestigious sports in the whole world. They are sponsored by people like Rolex. They race in places like Saudi. Do you know what I mean? The, all these things, like the most prestigious, the most clean, squiggly 
public facing brands in the world are associated with this sport. Every single driver is PR trained. They have agents upon agents upon agents. That's why, and this is the reason they're not going to get many drivers anymore. Be- after this. After this, because... The PR, it would re- reflect badly on the drivers. It's going to take a long time for them to get drivers on again because the PR agents are going to be like, nah, fuck that. That's too scary now. Because they've done They don't want to be involved in that. Like, even if you look at... I listen to the fellas, yeah? They do one episode, just them, one episode, guest, yeah? They can't get a lot of footballers on because they talk about a lot of football, whatever they're, like, into football. They can't get a lot of Premier League footballers on because their PR managers are just like, nah, fuck that. They talk about dicks and fucking and drugs and alcohol too much. Yeah, it's a like, bad, it's a bad image. Like in their fit, like normal people, it's fine. It's funny. This is what everyone does, right? But in their world, that's a no go. So I think now they're gonna have a big reality check of being like, oh shit, like this was wrong, and ultimately we can't do this. Like maybe if you're speaking to someone that's associated with teams from a distance you can talk about that stuff and like talk about these kinds of stories and that side of stuff but when, it's, when it's, you're talking about drivers and shit you can't do that even f2 drivers these are drivers that could potentially become the of course face of f1 of course so you know but should i get into what people are saying let's hear what the people are saying okay sorry i kind of felt, felt like i went on a bit of a tangent there but. all right so the general thoughts of people are that the pit stop guys they get access to a lot of extremely cool motorsport guests and get into a lot of cool events and experiences like paddock passes like all the time uh. they're literally living the f1 fucking dream yeah and some people can't even afford to ever go in one, one race in their like life like a regular race even yeah and they get to go to even different they get flown out to different countries mm. um but they don't deserve this because of the views they hold um for example, the views they just voiced. And also, apparently, on their other podcasts, they don't research the guests. So, like, let's say they get a good guest on, they're not doing the work as a, as in comparison to other F1 content creators who really put effort into creating good content, doing research on the people they're interviewing, podcasting. These right. other people don't get as much light as the podcast, the Pit Stop Boys, so they don't deserve this platform. So what I'm guessing a lot of people are essentially saying that they essentially don't deserve their platform. Yeah, they're saying that. Okay, they cool. said that they recognized that their their podcast was based on two guys knowing nothing about F1, um, whatever, but they said that a year has passed now and fans think they should be more aware of F1 as a sport due to their access to it. Wait, wait, wait. They've only been doing it for a year. I think, well, I think so, yeah. That's what it Surely says. Surely not. Well, due to their access of the sport, because they literally get so much access to it they should be more aware of the sport and who drives in it aka they didn't know who that driver was either that came on the juan guy oh no um and they should respect the sport more because it's ignorant to think that only f1 that all f1 fans only care about the drama oh shit it's been a year actually has been a year you're right people are also saying um Some people are generalizing it to the gender thing. And gender. Listen to this. And I kind of agree with it. They it kind of relates to my content in a sense. So they said if a woman did the same content as them, aka two women made a podcast not knowing anything about F1, um, and doing it that style, then these women would be completely mocked and oh, would yeah. never get as far as these guys. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um and the reason why this relates to me is like as um women as a woman, and I'm not like a feminist, um, but as a woman, 
I will post a video of me working on a car, doing car things, and I'll get comments like, go back to the kitchen. So it's a lot harder for a woman to prove herself, whereas these guys are literally openly admitting that they don't like know anything, and yet they get to literally live the F1 dream, which there are women F1 creators, essentially, who are putting in groundwork. Okay, so this to is, prove this, themselves. This is fun, right? Because our podcast is literally based on the difference between men and women relationships and all that stuff. So this is this is gold for us, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> the difference here is, and also I'll highlight the problem in a sec. The difference is the comments you get, for example, like if someone comments, get back to the kitchen, I think it's funny, you think it's funny, we'll laugh about it. Yeah. Right? Like that's fine. The problem I see with that is. It's not those types of comments. It's like, for example, if you do a video on doing a mod or if you're working on a car or whatever the, uh, the case may be, the problem is you actually take the time to learn. You've been learning the craft of working on cars for the past two, three years. And all the time you're expanding your knowledge about cars. You ask me about questions. You're genuinely interested. Like you're not just taking a piss and then taking advantage because you've got a following out of it. Do you know what I mean? You're... You're genuine. You're real. But then let's say you do something a little bit wrong, but for like, I, I don't know, put a jack stand on a control arm. Every fucking guy does it, but no one will say anything to the guy. But when you do it, they'll be like, oh, you can't put a control, a, a jack stand on the control arm because it ruins the bushing, da da da. Stupid woman doesn't know what she's doing. Typical, typical, da 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 da. Yeah. That's, the, and it, them, that's like, what pisses me off. For example, them comments could limit me because that makes a brand image of me and then brands don't want to be associated with that. If you want to go that far down that route. <sighs> but then the guys, they're literally saying, I don't know shit about F1. Oh, come to our paddock. Come to this. But then the, the problem with that is they're literally... Act, the, one thing is, I don't know anything about F1. I have a show based on the fact that I don't know anything about it. And, and I'm, I'm interested to learn. I'm learning about it, right? That's kind of how your content started. Because let's be real. When you started making content, you didn't know much about cars at all. No. Do you know what I mean? I'm not a mechanic. You never touched a tool before that. No. And you started your content literally fucking around with cars. Literally. Like just taking a piss. And since then, you've been made, making a real effort to learn things to be more professional, to understand what you're doing, and to actually be real about the content you're making. These guys are, they started on the same thing as you, but the problem is they, they're getting out of touch. Out of touch. And they're literally openly admitting, I don't give a fuck, I'm not even going to yeah, learn about it. Apparently, like people are saying, like apparently these lot, one of them had a big football page, right? Right. Th this guy actually said it. I don't know if he said it on that podcast, but there's a clip. Him, him saying it, one of them saying it. He has a big, he had a big football page and that's kind of why they got a lot of views for F1, their podcast, because they had a big following on the football page. So but, they had like a big boost. No, no, this, he said it. This was a clip. This was literally a clip. He said he was into football and football has kind of like passed their big hype. So, but F1, he thinks that, he thought that they would follow the trend of football. So in a couple of years time, it will be as big as football. So to get into the thing now, they've done an F1 podcast instead of a football podcast, even though they're more football fans. Right. So people are saying they're literally just doing it for the money. Well, they are. They're genuinely not interested and it shows. And it's, the thing is, at least pretend. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. at least pretend. You're literally taking the piss out of the sport, out of the industry, out of people. Because, again... There's podcasts out there that are solely focused on F1, like genuine technical information, breakdowns, stuff like that. We have a tiny sports section about it. We'll talk about F1 
and Formula Drift or whatever the kit, like whatever motorsport we talk about, we'll talk about it, but we're not going to get into depth because that's not our thing. But some people are doing that research. Some people will dedicate their life to it and not get the recognition they get, and but they go on and do that. Yeah. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful and it's like they're not appreciating where they are. And I guess in, in a nutshell, it's interesting to see how sponsors will react to them and how they're podcast will go from now because i saw two um screenshots someone posted on twitter again these hate people and i think cancel culture does take it too far these people do take it too far which i don't agree with bullying someone whatever but their spotify like reviews and stuff like they all these cancel people have bombarded it with negative reviews so it's dropped everything Mm, and they've like got, with their rankings and stuff yeah like it's that. dropped everything and I, do, I don't know if they've posted a podcast since i'm pretty sure they haven't you see again that that's how you cancel yourself. Yeah. You don't reply like what they should have done, taken a couple of days off, reflected on what's just happened, realized like, okay, we're getting over our head. And then you have a decision to make. I'm going to cancel myself. I'm going to stop doing this because clearly I'm not cut out for it and it's not good. Or the right thing to do is come out and tell people what you learned about yourself and everything you've done by reflecting yourself. Because at the end of the day, let's be real. In this industry, you're chasing the views. You're chasing growing. Like, what's next? What's next? What's next? You forget to reflect. You get caught up. You get caught up. And these things happen. And this is why people get cancelled. Like, they haven't For example, with KSI. What's happened with KSI now recently. That's what's happened. That, that's actually what happens. You just get caught up and too excited. And you don't have any time to reflect. They should have reflected. And then come out and said what they've learned about themselves. But... We'll see what's going to happen. They haven't posted since. I don't know how brands will react, but that's the situation. And yeah, I don't agree with the cancer culture. I don't like speaking about this shit, but it's mad. That's, that is actually mad. But the thing is, this is not cancel culture wise. I wouldn't even say they're getting canceled. I think the out. The, the public sentiment of, of the opinion of them has just become more prevalent. If that makes sense. Like people have them thoughts anyway. Yeah, like this is the true them type of thing. So this is the opportunity to change. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, is what it is. Anyway, another thing on influencer news, because apparently the world's gone fucking crazy. So there's a lot of influence news. Uh, Chris from Mr. Beast. Mm. Have you heard anything about this? Yes. Okay. Cool. I've seen actually. Cool. So, he's come out as bisexual. I don't know if he came out as bisexual a while ago. I have no idea. I didn't know anything about it till recently. Okay, so he came out as bisexual. And um, it, it gets crazy. So, bisexual and transgender. He's been doing HRT. So, hormone replacement therapy for the... I think it's like six months or something like that. Well, that's quite a long time. To transition into a woman, I'd assume. I don't know, to become more feminine or whatever. And I assume he's planning to do the operation and all that. Maybe he's not. I, I don't know how this shit works. Um, but yeah, essentially he's turned very feminine. And uh, did you know he was married and has a baby? I did. That's fucking crazy to me. And But the, the worst part is he's he's left his wife. Do you know and what? his kid, he's, they're not together anymore. It's been done before because if you talk about the Kardashians... I was just going to say, yeah. The mum, Kris Jenner, was dating Bruce Jenner. Who's who, now... Who's now Caitlyn Jenner, who yeah. also 
you know, left his wife and obviously didn't leave the kids. Like you're still a part of their life when you say leave the kids, but left that family that he created and completely risked everything, flipped upside down and now as a woman. And that is a brave and scary thing to do. What would you do if I just suddenly came out of trance? Oh, so this is interesting again, because I see Facebook clips. I love little Facebook videos. It's a me, it's a me thing where there's a, there's a show about it. There's a, they've got a couple of uh, couples on there, various different ages, and they were, they're a heterosexual couple, but one of them wants a transition. So they've had like a realization or come clean about it oh, and yeah. it's happening. So, and the point of the show is that the other, they decided to stay together. And, you know, it's a hard thing to work through. And it's all about personal preference. Me, if you're talking about me, I wouldn't, I couldn't and wouldn't say with you. Neither would I. I'll be 10 toes gone. When you say 10 toes gone, it's hard to, le- it would be hard to leave you. But well, there's obviously n- it would hurt. It would, there would be no possible 1% chance of staying together. No way. No chance. Because and again, I'm not like being even disrespectful or anything. But I wouldn't stay with you. I wouldn't stay with you. Because then you're not my preference anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In a sense. And sex life would change drastically. Of course. You wouldn't, surely Literally, you wouldn't fuck anymore. Then women, like there's a few women on the show where the men are transitioned to a woman. And that's one of their main concerns as well. It's like, well, sex is an important part of their relationship. So how would we do this? Mm. And then also it's the fear of, okay, so let's say you want to transition to a woman now. Are you, it's all different for every single person, right? So it would depend on yourself. But it's like, are you still interested in me then? Does that make you a lesbian? Or does that make you, are you interested in the other guys? And again, it's not universal every person would be different but that would be a conversation to be had Mm-mm-mm. and if you're interested in guys it's like okay then maybe we're just friends and would we stay friends i don't know I it'd be it. hard i doubt it i doubt it it's a big but then at the same time you gotta think of it if you are that's a big change for you okay let me just big quickly change. show you yeah? so these are the pictures of chris so yeah. this was him i think like a year ago Looks like a lad. He yeah, he looks like a lad. Yeah, he just goes out on the weekends, you know what I mean? That type of geezer. Then this is like him like six months ago. He looks like here, I would say emo depressed. Stage. Yeah, emo stage. And also his nose has got like he's got a decent nose here. Look here. He's got some sort of fucking scarecrow nose. Is it because he's got skinnier? I, I have no idea. That's him now. Zoom in on his face, please. That's him now. He's definitely getting more feminine. He looks like a fucking woman. Look. Yeah, he does look like a woman. That's I, just I saw that recently with him wearing a crop top jeans and had the hair banded and longer hair. On a Mr. Beast video, innit? But do you know what I would say about them three pictures? Number one, he looked okay. Number two, he looked really, really sad. Yeah. And number three, he looks happy again. And if you look at an emotional state, you have to be selfish and do what you want in life. You get one life. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Do and what the fuck you want. If he yeah. was feeling like that inside for that long, he w- he was feeling like that, and went through having a wife and kids, and still wanted to transition. Look, so that must have been a long and hard thought process for him. One thing he did say was, um, "What's it? What, what was it? Oh, he said that it saved his life." Yeah. To me, I can't wrap my head around that. That makes literally zero sense to me. I don't get it. I'll How break can it that... down for you. If if I'm going to guess, as my, psych- my psychology degree is coming in handy. All right, go on. Save his life. Imagine now, put yourself in his shoes. You're how you are now. I can't. I but can't. no. Okay, go on. I'll try. You're I'll how try. you are now. 
And in your head, my you've always felt like you, you're not the way you are. Mm-hmm. You've put it, you've tried to hide it so much that you've convinced yourself to try to live a normal life. Mm-hmm. So you do what you think you're meant to do. Okay. You get a girlfriend, you get a baby, all that stuff. But the urge is so bad and you feel so guilty. It's like you're cheating on the girl and you care about the girl. Right? So you become depressed. Stage two of his picture. Confused. Confused and depressed. It's like you're battling family values. Your friends, you might lose every single friend you have once it comes out. You're going to lose the girl you care about because clearly if you've been together, you still care. Right? You're literally saying, I might lose everything and be on my own. But... Your, you prioritize yourself. To him, it's worth it. Wait, more worth it to do this than it is to stick with his family. In even sense, like, have you ever, when you're growing up, yeah? Have you ever had something when you're younger and something happens and you actually feel like it's the death of you? Like, let's say you've done something, you feel so guilty about it. Maybe like post not clarity, yeah? Something you feel so guilty about. And it's like, it's either you say it to someone and that's really fucking hard or you just fucking kill yourself. Because you're, you're living with so much guilt and so much stress. Have you never had that? No. Uh, oh, well. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> Go on then. When I first started growing poops. Serious? Yeah, I got really fucking stressed. Like, I remember this. I don't think I've said this before on the podcast. But, like, I remember I was in English lesson in primary school. And I went in primary school. I was in English oh lesson God, in high school. And I needed to go to toilet. So I went to toilet. And then when I went to toilet, I realized that I had hair down there. Right. I never really guess I looked before. Like, I don't know. I just realized I grew hair. And then I went back to my English lesson. I was sweating. Literally drenching in sweat. Because you were scared of someone to find out. No, I was stressed. And what my mind process... You know when you're stressed at that, you battle your mind? Yeah. So what my mind was battling was, number one, can people fucking see this? And it wasn't (laughs) even a full full bush. It was just like a little bit of hair. But I was just stressed. Like I was wearing a skirt. Like, can people see this? Number two, how the fuck am I going to get rid of this and deal with this without embarrassing and telling my mom that I fucking have hair on my pussy? That's the most embarrassing thing ever. (laughs) Pussy is such a vulgar word to use. I love that word. Especially in this context. Okay, I like that word. Okay, go ahead, carry on. Number three, <laughs> it's like, imagine I have, I was just thinking like, oh, if I, a boy sees me and like, oh, we do something, yeah, imagine, like how embarrassing, I have a hairy vagina, how abnormal. What am I going <laughs> to do? I was literally stressed. I think that gun just perfectly sums up you though. You're just like such an overthinker, overreactor when it comes to shit like I guess this. that's why if something like this, I'm trying to, I can imagine that battle. Mm. Like that's a battle. I, I still don't get it. And honestly, I just think America's doomed. I think they have a generation of the, coming up right now of the, mo- of the most soft and demasculine, if that's a word, men there's ever fucking been. And I do, and I saw a video Again, on I think it was a TikTok. It doesn't matter. It was a comparison between a Russian advert for the military and an American advert for the military. And as you can imagine, the Russian was like badass, like fucking bald head men, strong push-ups, going through the mud, underwater, planes, tanks, guns, like proper alpha male shit. You know what I mean? Like you're a beast when you're in the military. The American one was an animated advert, like a cartoon with some funny play play music on it with a girl who has two mums or something like that or whatever. 
and they have her somehow, I don't know, whatever. And like she's bi and this trans and da 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 da, everyone's happy and she's in the military. Mm. That's currently the difference between America and places like, well, the rest of the world, really. Because think about it. You hear a lot of this transgender stuff, this, gay stuff, this, lesbian, this. How many gay or transgender people do you know? And by the way, grown-ups, like actual adults that are really, really trans or gay or whatever in that I think world. two. It's not even that prevalent. Like, you hardly see it. You see it way more in the media. But in real life, you hardly ever come across any of this stuff. Mm -mm -mm. Like, hardly ever. Maybe in the UK, maybe in, in, like, in the US is way more. But I've, I feel like US has always, the US has always been so extreme and shit like I this. mean, there's just so many mixed views. I mean, on one side, it's like, the reason we're hearing about it more is because people are more comfortable and are more in a community where they are accepted to say it. So that's why you're more aware of these things. Mm. Social media making you more aware that you can see cross-culturally. But then on the flip side, you also get the idea of people thinking that that's the norm. Some people are genuine with it. And then some people think, oh, like attention seeking for it, essentially. And I'm not even talking like transgender. I'm talking also like sexualist, your sexual preference, for example. I mean, he's clearly the real deal. He's fucking he's real deal. HLT. Yeah. Like some, it is normal. Like literally it's normal to be gay, straight, whatever you want to be, it's normal. But oh, we have obviously there's, friends. yeah, there's a handful of people that maybe would do it just for attention. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And think that it's the norm. We, and it, we also know people like that. And so there's that level, then there's the medium level or some people would just do it just for, just, they're just sexual people. But you know what it is? No, wait, there's three, I think there's three okay, types. Okay, go, 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 sorry. So people who do it because they're just attention seeking. Mm. People who do it because they're sexual slash exploring. Yeah. So they're just sexual people. They just like sex. Yeah. Don't care where the fuck it comes from. So they're whatever. And then people who are like actually want a serious relationship with the opposite gender. and want to have a family and like long term. Mm. I guess. I don't know if, what, if you'd agree with that. And I don't know. I have two things to say. Number one is I cut you off to say it and now I've forgotten what it was. Sorry. I was just trying... What was your points? What was you saying? I was just saying the different types of like... Um, oh, that's, that's it. I got, I, got, I got it. I got it. The, the thing is, I used to work with two gay guys. One of them was very flamboyant and would show everyone a magic trick how he could make a banana disappear in his throat. Oh my God. He was very clearly gay. Very openly. There's another guy I worked with. I knew him for like three years before I found out he was gay. And in my opinion, a lot of people that are really and truly gay, you can't tell. You would never know. Mm. You'd hardly ever tell. I guess with women, for example, the friend we have who's a, a lesbian girl, that one's a bit more obvious. But her girlfriend, you wouldn't know. You would never, ever guess. I don't I don't agree with the fact that only if you are normal, looking normal that you're true lesbian or true gay. But there are definitely different types where you can tell and no, you can't th tell. This is what I'm saying. I think the people that are really actually like gay or trans or whatever when they actually do it because that's what they are, not because they want some sort of reaction or attention from it. You don't, you will never know. Do you know the only reason I'd flip that on the head? Mm. The only reason. Before we move on. Go on. Straight people, right? You get some people who are straight and normal. Yeah. Yet they're not sexual predators. 
They're just normal. Okay. And they get some straight people who are like, so for example, a guy, they can't stop talking about girls. So they make it in every conversation, they make it very obvious they're heterosexual. Yeah. Or some girls who make it very obvious that they want some cock. Yeah. Right? So that's like the type of the flamboyant gay or the girl who's very obviously gay. That's just the same type. Mm-mm-mm. I get you, yeah. Because they're like openly, like openly over caring about who they're fucking. No, no, but what I, I think you kind of misunderstood what I said because... Like, for example, the guy I used to work with that was very openly gay and, like, it was very obvious that it was very flamboyant. He's not posting on Instagram, like, stuff about being gay and not, like, promoting the fact that he's gay. Mm. He's him. He's him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Chris is now Chris the transgender. That's his brand. He's made it very... Like, he didn't have to do anything. He could have done HRT. Like, it would have been very obvious that he's become way more feminine and stuff. And if someone asked, he could have said, oh, yeah, I'm transgender. I have hormone replacement therapy. But why are you bragging about it? Why has it got to be a thing? Mm. All power to you. Don't need to promote it. Because mm. it's no one's business. If I, like, if I like a dildo up my ass, I don't have to shout it. Yeah. I don't need to be talking about it because ultimately it doesn't actually matter. That actually kind of, before we move on again, I guess, that goes into when my cousin, he's gay and he first told me he's gay. I don't know if you remember what I said to him. Basically, my cousin came out to me, he's gay, like many years ago. And he is still gay. Yeah. And that's like years ago, so he's gay. He's actually gay. He's actually gay. Um, it wasn't just a phase, he wasn't just experimenting, he's actually gay. Um, I told him straight up when he told me, I said, that's fine. That's up to you. Like, no one cares. I don't care. That's literally normal, whatever. Yeah. But don't feel like you need to go and have sex with a guy to prove you're gay. You don't need to prove to anyone that you're gay. Yeah, I said, because if, no one cares. Yeah, I said if you're gay, that's fine. Have do the sexual stuff when you're ready, and and the reason I say that is because as a heterosexual female, I never felt like I had to fuck a guy to prove I'm straight, mm-hmm, and that's yeah. why I didn't have sex until I was 18, until I was in a serious relationship, until I was with the guy for a long time, when I seriously wanted to have sex with him, and I just said to my cousin, which I think is great great advice. Don't feel like to prove to everyone that you are gay, you need to go fuck the random stranger. Do it on your own time. Do it when it's right. Yeah, it, when I was a straight girl, not fucking guys, still looking at hot guys. Still look at hot guys as well. Yeah. But control yourself. You don't need to turn into a slag or a slut or a boy slag or a boy slut to prove to anyone. It's not, be normal and be yourself. That's <laughs> what you like. This, this is the thing, yeah. Me and literally 95% of the rest of the world don't actually give a fuck if you're gay, lesbian, straight, trans, whatever the fuck you want to be, be it. No one gives a fuck. Where the problem is becoming to become a problem is where everyone's just shouting about what they are. Like me, for example, Chris, being transgender, I actually, I really don't care. All power to you. Do your thing. But why is it, it's like your brand. Flip it on his head. HS Tiki Toki. When he was coming up, his whole brand was that he's just slinging dick fucking girls. That's his whole brand. Yeah. Which you also have a problem with. In a sense, it's not so much about what your preference is. It's just like this phone in your face. Like you don't need to like. You don't you need don't... to prove you're straight. You don't need to prove you're gay. You don't need to prove you're a girl. You don't need to prove you're a guy. You don't need to prove you're trans. You just need to be your fucking self. Just be yourself. Saying? Like if someone asks you, you could tell them. But like, why are you on Instagram like bragging it like it's some f- fucking? It's like it feels. Like a marketing thing. Mm, mm, mm. You're marketing something. Do you see what I'm saying? I get it. And like the whole of America is essentially, and all these big brands are now incorporating all this marketing stuff about being gay. Why are you not marketing being straight? 
Or why, like, do you know what I mean? Like, why is it such a big thing? I don't get it. I've never understood it. I've never had a problem with people that are gay. Trying to, again, all these things. I don't give a shit. I have, I have gay friends. I don't care. Do you know what I mean? But why is it such a big, like, marketing thing? Mm. Why do you need to... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Yeah. I think that's why there's, like, a big, like... Oh, we're against the trans. Oh, mm. I'm trans. You gotta call me by these pronouns. Oh yeah, my God. What? Did you not hear? This was a while ago. A news thing. It was a transgender girl. I don't know if it was a guy to a girl or a girl to a guy, but it was a transgender. Oh, it was a girl to a guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was a girl to a guy. So she was originally um born female, but she transitioned to a male, so she's a male. Okay. Um, she was brought up in a Christian primary school, American. And she went and she shot the guns. She, what are they called? Gun schoolers? Gun schoolers? The, when they shoot the guns in America at the schools. The, the school guns. Oh, school shooter. School shooters. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I know what he, you're talking about. He went to that, his primary school yeah. and killed kids. Right, okay. Um, and yeah, just for activism, I guess, because growing up, being told, I guess. I don't know the context. What? So to prove what? I don't know. Bare people are just trying to prove shit that no one actually gives a shit about. Mm. If you're gay, transgender, lesbian, or whatever the fuck, if you identify as a microwave, you don't need to warm up a meal for me to believe that you're a microwave. You're a microwave. I don't care. Mm -mm -mm. Be a microwave in peace. I guess guess one last thing on that. When you say marketing strategy, it could just be someone's content as well. It could just be their style of content. Like people could say that me working on cars is a content marketing strategy. That's my hobby. That's what I do. So I will show it. And then I'm an inspiration for girls who are into cars. I had an interesting thing. Do you think he would have become transgender and done all this if it wasn't such a big talking thing who? at the moment? Chris. I can't say because I don't know the context like the, the Pit Stop Boys like you. I didn't watch the video. I don't know how much his whole personality has changed. Is it just his looks and he's still the same guy? Like no, by the same, same guy, I mean like different. the same like. Let's say we're we're friends. Are you the same friend, but you just look different? Or if your I, whole persona changed? I honestly think if this wasn't such a big talked about thing and there wasn't these prides and all these big companies talking about it, because ultimately, look how much attention he's getting now. Now that he's come out as this, he's got the fucking attention of everything. So I'm thinking, I have no attention. No one gives a fuck about me. I'm trans now. I think the whole world is going to give a shit about me now. And then obviously later on down the line, I realize, oh, actually, no one actually gives a shit. But I think a lot of people are becoming gay, lesbian, trans, microwaves for the attention because they think they're going to get the same attention. Do you know what I'm saying? That's why there's such a big influx of it. Yeah. I reckon. Anyway, who gives a shit? Let's talk about some sports. Um, I have a whole big long thing about Formula Drift. Um... And to be honest, I don't, I'm not even going to go into it too much because it's quite a while away ago now and uh, I'm going to kind of summarize it. Also, before we get into Formula Drift, it's so weird that the F1 season has started, but it feels like forever that we haven't had a race. Is it been three weeks? I think they have a three week or even a four week break until mm. the next race, which is Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. I love the track. Isn't that coming up? Because I've been seeing some promo on it. Yeah, it's not this weekend. Next, next weekend. weekend. Which is still like... Fucking hell. 
It's so long. It's away. a long gap. Do you know what I mean? I feel like we're still on a winter break. Like the season ain't even started. Yet. And it's only been like what three races? I'm sure. Yeah, it's only been three races. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, come on, guys. Like, yeah, fucking. Give me something. Just give me a little bit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, well, anyway, Formula Drift is back. It's uh, the first uh, event happened, Long Beach. Uh, so, couple takeaways of what happened. OX had a huge crash, and who the fuck is OX? Oh, LZ, I think is meant to say. Oh, it's great. Okay, so, Adam LZ, uh, in practice, had a massive crash. So, do you remember what Long Beach looks like? No. So you come down a big straight and then you just go into this like sweeping, sweeping around the out like initiation zone. You kind of sweep in and then you have that straight and then a long bank. And then it's like a hairpin. So you go and then around a big bank. Okay. And then a long handbrake pin against a very tight and then back on throttle. Yeah. Okay. So basically. Yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All the hand movements. Yeah. 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 Okay, audio listeners, I'm sorry. Well, anyway, essentially, Long Beach, the idea is you have to be very close to the walls and an initiation outside zone two, the long sweeper, and then you have to nail the inside clip at the last corner. And Adam LZ kind of fucked his line on an initiation. And if you fuck your line on Long Beach, it's very unforgiving. Really? If you're offline, like some tracks that are bigger, like for example, Erwindale, yeah? If you fuck up your line, you can fix it. So this okay. track, Long Beach is very tight. Like, you have to get initiation spot on because there's no room for error. Okay. Because the second you're off, you're off for the rest of the thing. Because the, the timing is very important. I guess he's not used to the Mustang because obviously he, last year and this year now, he's driving for RTR. Yes. Big V8 Mustang. Very different. It's very scatty. It's very squatty. It's, it's completely different. Different platform. Exactly. And he fucked up his initiation. And when he transitioned into outside clip two, he overshot it and he thought he was going to go into the wall. So he just buried the throttle to kind of spin the car out and save it. But he just went straight into the tire wall and had a big fucking crash, like really big crash. Uh, he was a fine, obviously. It wasn't crazy, but like the biggest crash he's had so far. And then kind of for the rest of this thing, he done pretty shit, had a very bad qualifying and his first run was against Chelsea Denofa, his teammate, and a very savage driver who's been driving the same car. He's more familiar with that car. God knows how long he's been driving it. And also, last year, I felt this it kind of was a similar thing. He just kept coming up against such good drivers at the beginning. Like, literally, top 32, he'll be, like, against Chris Forsberg. It was like, fuck me, or obviously so he's going to lose. did he get out then in top 30? He didn't pass the top 32? Yeah, he got into top 32 and got knocked out straight away by Chelsea Denofa because he had a poor chase run and on the lead he he literally buried his car into the tire wall like he went in literally his boot got ripped off and then he carried on but it just, it wasn't good enough but and he got knocked out and a lot of people are talking shit about him but in my opinion i think you don't watch enough adam lz if you're talking shit about him because he's a fucking savage driver remember we saw him in ireland yeah we saw him in, he was he, the best there he was one of the best there he oh then you had um, you had James, James Dean. Dean there, obviously, and like Connor Shanahan. That obviously they're great because they've been driving drift cars since like three year olds. <laughs> yeah, that's a different story. But he's a fucking savage driver, especially he is when good. you put him in an S15 E36 two JZ short wheelbase platform, very balanced car. He's a fucking savage. Do you know what I mean? I think he's 
he wanted it easier, couldn't do it himself, realized it's very tough. Went to this team, completely different engine, completely different chassis. It's very scatty, it's very aggressive. You're doing fucking three wheel initiations, front wheels lifting off the ground. It fucking squats like a monster truck. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And it's very like, ah, rah, rah. do you know what I mean? It's just, a, <laughs> it's a crazy thing. The cars, it's nuts, it's mental. And he's just not used to it. It's not his style, but they're kind of trying to force him into driving it in a way. That's what it looks like. Can't they just switch the car to an nah, SJC? Yeah, because it goes against the brand. Okay, Because his whole brand is Ford. They're sponsored by Ford. Okay. So he can't really switch it up. Um, and they also obviously use Ford engines, so you can't just chuck a 2JZ in it. It wouldn't really work. But anyway, Adam LZ had a very shit event, and I'm kind of just waiting and praying for Adam to do good. Uh, because is there twelve races? Twelve races in Formula Drift. Eight. Oh, there's eight. Eight. Uh, Pro two has only four, and uh, Pro has eight in a year. Okay. In Formula Drift, every see every event is different, but uh, um, yeah, that's that. First one. Down. James Dean, first event back at Formula Drift for a long time. His fir- very first run in qualifying, I think he came second. He had a okay. ninety plus run, a rated run. Mad. Like he just came down. Fucking crushed it. Had a beer. Fucked off. He was savage out the gate. James Dean is literally... He has to be one of the best drivers in the world. Of all time. He's Wait, he came second overall or just second in the top 32? No, in qualifying. So, bear in mind, he's gone away. He hasn't driven Long Beach in three years. Hasn't been in Formula Drift for three years. Comes back. He's, again, same as Animal Z. Used to 2J, Sylvia's, etc. Gets in a Mustang, V8 Mustang, has had one practice day, gets in a V8 Mustang, comes second in qualifying, completely crushes, uh, gets like a 90 something, I think it was like a 92, 93 rated run. That's insane. Nuts. Throws it down, fucks off. Uh, he ended up coming fourth. Which is amazing if you can third. all them things. No, he came third. He got to the top four, basically, because of his qualifying position, he was put third. But he got knocked out in the top four. The semi-final, essentially. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, he crushed it. Uh, Matt Field won the actual thing. Um, he was against Rome Charpentier in the final. Rome Charpentier, you probably don't know who he is. No. Because he's one of them guys that usually are like top 32, get knocked out, sometimes gets into the top 16. But let me tell you, this man has the worst luck in the world. He's a fucking beast of a driver. And I was so happy to see him do well. I think it was two years ago when, or three years ago. I don't know. I can't remember. Don't quote me, but I think he was just getting into Formula Drift on literally on the way there. Trailer flips. Yeah. With his car inside the trailer. It flips upside down. The car's fucked. Roof is caved in. He still ran it. I think he was like, he did really well essentially. And he still ran into the car. He's not backed by huge companies. Doesn't have huge budgets. Oh my God. And he got to the top two. And that was like, wow, like, this is great. I love seeing it. I love the underdog winning. Underdogs, yeah, I love underdogs winning. Um, But Matt Field eventually beat him. But Matt Field had a controversial thing in the top four run because he was against Asbo, Frederick Asbo. He won the last two years of FD. Okay. He's a two-time, two-time in a row champion now? Or is it one? He's the champion. He's the reigning champion. Last season, he won the whole thing. And um, he knocked him out, but it was a little bit controversial. And I think a lot of people have a problem with Formula Drift because the judging 
every event, it feels like there's a dodgy call. Mm. There's a very dodgy call. But it was weird because usually they favorite the better drivers or the more popular drivers. But not this time. But not this time. You would have thought that as, they would have uh, favored Adam Elzee was out. Then this guy. Yeah, exactly. So, well, Adam Elzee kind of took himself out. But this, in this situation, I was like, raw, really? Essentially what happened, Matt Field is chasing him. Asbro's out front. And after initiation, so you know how Formula Drift, they have their deceleration zones. Yeah. So now they have a thing called a momentum light. So on your on the front of your car, you know how they have their brake brake light bars on like the top yeah. of the windshield. Essentially, you've got a momentum light now that shines green. And when the car starts slowing down, it's not connected to your brakes. It's like a GPS thing, I think. But when your car starts slowing, like slowing down, I, I, I don't even know how it works. But essentially, it shows that you're slowing down. You're losing momentum and turns red. So what happened was he's been transitioning. He's against the wall and now he's flicking it to the other side. And his and Matt Field span out behind him. On the replays, Asbro's momentum light turned red for literally less than half a second. It almost looked like it glitched. Because no one actually caught that in the in the actual footage when it was live. But when they replayed it slow, slow motion, they saw it come on and they essentially said, oh no, that was Asbo's fault. But there's been videos coming out. Oh. There's been videos coming out from the fans that were filming the run. And in that, you can clearly see that Asbo doesn't slow down at all. He doesn't lose any momentum. And Matt Field just came in way too hot and span on his own. Interesting. So, I don't know. It was a bit dodgy. Frog and teacup situation. Do you know what I mean? Th this is what lets Formula drift down a lot. Their judging can be very dodgy at times. Very dodgy. Maybe they have a good editor on the team. You know, the problem is also with, that with drifting in general, it's going to be hard to move past the level that it's grown to. Because it still relies on the judging system. There's no... There are always just people talking shit. Mm. I'm better, you're better, da, da, da. But it's kind of like dancing. Like, it's just a beauty contest. Yeah. You're scored by judges. Um, I think Driftmasters do it. In qualifying, they have sensors to measure how close to the wall you get, how fast you're going, etc. Science. Which creates a score based on all the algorithms and et cetera of the sensors and da, da 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 it creates a score for you, which is way more accurate. But then in the battles, it's still judged. What I think they should do to move, to grow the sport even more is have sensors on the car, like proximity sensors to measure how close the chasing car is to the lead car. Ooh. And then still incorporate the qualifying methods of like measuring how close to the wall they are, how fast they're going and all these things. Yeah. And rely on these sensors. Still have judges just in case and to like overrule the technology. Like the when FIA. It, exactly. When it goes wrong, the judges kick in. Yeah. But to keep the fans interested and get more fans, I really think they need to move to technology because they can't keep doing this. Do you know what I mean? And it will always be like, oh, it's just rigged. You, mm -hmm. lot, you lot would never let Rome Charpentier win because your agendas. I don't think there's agendas. But I think... It's almost like a placebo. There's no way Rome Charpentier is going to win the thing. What are you talking about? You have Asbo fucking, you have uh, Chris Forsberg, you got all these people, James Dean now again. How is Charpentier winning the thing? No way. You'd ultimately in your head straight away already be like, 
it's almost like a placebo. He's already got the disadvantage because he's the more unpopular. He's yeah. the unfavorite. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So in the judges' minds, he's already lost points before they've even left. So I think until they get rid of judges like being the sole thing that they use to score, I don't see how the sport grows. Well, I hope they do then. It'll be an interesting thing. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Anyway, uh, should we take a break? I think so. Let's take a break before we go around. Cool. Bye. Yes, guys, whilst we're on the break, I want to tell you about a very, very close company to us. It's called Derive Autos, which do what, Laura? They do mobile car servicing and car detailing and car fixing. And for all car things, to be honest. If you want your car to look beautiful or if your car does not run properly, <laughs> call Derive, message them on Instagram. They're going to come out to you and they're going to sort you out. Make sure you tell them the podcast sent you. They're going to look after you. They might even give you a discount. Tell them the podcast sent you. Tell them that. I'm actually going to message OJ right now. Tell him if anyone says Flowbiz sent me or Arbiz or Laura sent me, whatever the fuck, just the podcast. Give them a discount. Give them a discount. Yeah. Look after them. Yeah. Because they're family. But yeah, Instagram, um, hit them up on there. It's down below. Or Facebook, if you're a Facebook user. You know, there are some of us, like me. They're on TikTok as well. TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Back to the episode. Bye. Guess who's back? Back again. Shady's back. Back again. What's after that? I don't know, you know. I forgot. Is it tell your friends? Shady's back? Something like that? Yeah, I think it is. Something like that. Anyway, we're back from our little break. I, again, I really like doing these breaks. It's refreshing. Yeah, it adds like a... Bear in mind, like, it, it's also midnight right now. We're on our grind, so you don't... Am I even recording? Wait, let me just double check I'm recording. I don't think you are. It is recording. Did okay. you press the thing, the mic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's recording. Are you okay. sure? I am positive. I didn't even see you. Yeah, neither did I. But, um, <laughs> yeah. We're on our grind right now. And, uh, yeah, also, uh, we didn't even mention, like, on the public episode, we haven't mentioned, production value's gone up a little bit. Camera's got a new lens. Yes. The new lights, which look fucking banging, by the way. I love this pink and blue hue we've got going on. It's also, with the, uh, with the polarizer filter I have on the lens, it's kind of darkened the scene a little bit. Mm. It's darker, but I really like it. I love it. It's changed up the look. Obviously, we still just have the basic grey wall. Grey walls are right. The main fucking problem is this. Yeah, your paint job. My paint job. The white and grey line here is so raggedy, not straight. It's I mean, frustrating. If, if you look at the ceiling, which you can't actually see on camera. Thank God. It's very fucked. There's grey on the ceiling. It's all right. One I've done this whole room myself, though. One day we'll have a studio and it'll be Bruh, a, a lot better. Put it into perspective. What? I've done this whole room myself for the podcast. Yeah. We went and we bought the paint. By the way, also, just to like put it out how crazy this is, we literally agreed that we we're going to do a podcast one week. And I think the same week or like the following week, we had the whole fucking living room painted. Yeah. I'd done it, literally, I'd done it in one one evening. Not in one day, one evening. Yeah, like, I did not fucking stop. Because it was I like painted the only three walls white and this grey wall. And the reason I'd done the three walls white is because the only reason we were able to get the grey wall, like we agreed from family members, is that if we'd done the whole room. Yeah, we had to paint all the walls white. Yeah. The door still got very dodgy painting work on it. It but does. Hey, it's Mate, right. I literally done this for the podcast. I got a question for you. I might redo that wall though. Fuck that shit, man. We'll design it. We'll put some fucking paintings up or whatever. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I have a question for you. Because the car show season's 
uh, starting up. And if you don't follow me on social media, you would know because we're making a lot of content on it. Sorry, it's giving me paranoia. I need to check that the camera's recording. Guys, give me two seconds. Laura, speak to them for a bit. My throat hurts. I've been putting in hours in the throat game. Um, yeah, dick game gone crazy. Okay, I didn't know that's the route you're going to go down. I thought you were just going to carry on on what I've been saying. Sorry, it just okay. came out. Anyway, if you follow me on social media, you would know what's just happened. Did I just delete all my notes? Shake. No, I didn't. Okay, it's fine. Um, uh, as I was saying, if you've been following me on social media, you'd know we've been going to car shows because that's the content I make. And um, yeah, but Laura is the manager. So she deals with, by the way, it's stupid from us because your ability of booking accommodation is fucking shocking. It's dreadful. And parking spaces. <sighs> but I'm in charge of all of it. You make the itineraries for all our trips. You book stuff. But when it comes to birthdays, it's usually me doing it. Yeah. For stuff like that, I usually make the itinerary. I deal with the booking and stuff like that. And I wanted to ask you a question, which is, it's weird because I don't think, I think I know your answer and I know mine is different. So for example, yeah, let's say a car show ticket costs 15 pound and 15p and 50p. Yeah. How much money are you asking people to send you? 15 pounds. And not the 50p? No. So you just say 15 pounds? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I always thought that you're just like, oh, the, the exact number, you'd like copy and paste it into the message. No, no, no. Really? Yeah, like on the recent one, because I booked it for all four of us, I paid the extra taxes and stuff. Right. I, so like, for example, that there was tax added and I could have added the tax to the final number and split it. Okay. But yeah. I just paid the tax. Okay, so for example, for me, yeah, if it was car shows... If it was, it came up to forty-seven pound fifty. I feel terrible. I can't. I, my brain won't allow me to say you need to send me forty-seven pounds fifty p. My brain would be like, okay, you need to send me either forty-five or fifty pound each. Yeah, you are like that. But I can't make money off my friends. Yeah, I can't do that. I, I'm not that type of person. That like in my mind. That's the most stupid shit anyone could ever do. That is do. actually true. Like, I will say, for example, 47, but you'll say send me 40. Yeah. But, like, in that instance, I'll just been like, yeah, everyone send me 45 pound. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'll just do the extra whatever the little change is. I don't mind. Yeah, you it's are fine. like that. Or, for example, like, for you, there's, like, some bill. I think it's the loan that we have, and I need to send you 197 pounds. I send you 200 pound because I'm not going to type in one. Yeah, yeah, you do that. Yeah, you do that. Do you know you what I mean? You do that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. You did do that. I, I thought you, I thought you did like the exact amounts of stuff, but apparently not. Anyway, we've recently been talking a lot about like haircuts, difference between barbers and hair salons and stuff. And you know me, I go down rabbit holes sometimes. In my own mind, I create a rabbit hole and I dive headfirst. Yeah. So, there was a time that you used to wax <gasps> your private regions let's i've never talked about this and to me i was like yeah you used to do that but i was like hold on a minute someone's job is to get people to lay down spread their cheeks and wax it and we spoke about like the interactions in a barbershop how people talk how like what's the atmosphere and stuff the hair salons, what's the atmosphere in there? We covered that in a Patreon episode we just did because you got your hair done. What the fuck is the atmosphere like 
in a waxing shop. Mm. That's honestly, I feel like I would die from secondhand embarrassment. I could not, I could, I couldn't be there. That's actually crazy. I've had a stranger look at my pussy and asshole fully open on multiple occasions. Yeah. Have you ever had a stranger look at you? No, never. So- but by the way, actually, having said that, I know the time. I can't remember. What, I think it's at thirty. You're meant to get your prostate checked. So I'm gonna have to get a doctor to literally finger my bum hole. Is that? I didn't know that was a thing. Men have to get it at thirty. Oh no, prostate cancer is very prominent in men, and everyone. I think it's around thirty. You need to do it. You need to. You like you just you should you really should do it. I didn't know that. Do because you know obviously it? you would never know if your prostate has lump or lumps on it. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a, that's a. Do you know what a smear test is? I remember you telling me about it, but... So that's the women's test, the women's cervical cancer testing. Mm. Do you know women have to get that done? Oh, it's like compulsory. You just have to do it. Well, like your thing, you really fucking should get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never got one done. You know why? Is it an age thing? Yeah, so they'll send me a letter. I think I think it's 25, they send, which is very late because girls under 25 can get it mm. and die from it. But they send me a letter at 25 and essentially it, the notion is... If you haven't had sex, you don't need to get it done until you've had sex. But if you've never had sex, but if you've ever had sex, then from now on, you need to start getting it. I think it's every three years. Huh. MOT type of thing. It's an MOT. Man said it comes in a letter. Like, it's like your national insurance number type of thing. Mm. As soon as you get it, you just But get I've it. actually had a jab for it in high school. Really? You know one of them jabs that the ki- the people get in high school? Yeah. One of the jabs that the girls got is a cervical cancer jab. Right. So and what's the smear test? Is like checks, checks like... So your juices to get it's like a stick a that goes up like a lollipop stick oh. i think like a lollipop stick and then yeah, like a smear like a swab it's like a swab on the inside yeah they put they like you said your doctor will put a finger up your asshole a doctor will put like i think it's a stick up you mm. or, you know another thing men should always fiddle their balls and check for lumps on their balls yeah but that's always confused me how are you looking for lumps on a lump <laughs> That's already lumpy because there's veins in it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think I would hope you would know if you like, if it was that, I think you'd know of it. No, I think what the, I can't remember. It was either on the outside or on the inside of it. Like either on the inside or the outside of the bollock. If there's like a very obvious, strange lump. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's inconsistent to the rest of the bumpiness and lumpiness. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's always been strange. Like, but I always do it though. Every time I get in the shower, I kind of have a little fiddle with my balls to make sure. Manscaped out here. Everything's Manscaped, where you at? Saving balls. If you're gonna bring up a brand name, they better be paying you, darling. All right. Should I say about the situation? What's the atmosphere like when you get your dingaling? Very different to a hair salon. You don't have a dingaling. You have a <laughs> moo moo. Very different vibes. Very different. So I actually talk. We did talk. Huh? It, we'd actually talk and it'd be... Do you know what's so funny? Like, Wait, so you're telling me in a hair salon, you don't really talk at all. Yeah. And when you get in your moo-moo waxed... Yeah, yeah. I remember what she said convo. to me as well. She was like, oh, like, telling me, like, oh, what's my plans for tonight? Like, after this, la la la, tell the plans. And she's like, oh, your boyfriend's going to love this, la la la. That's what she's telling me. So it's like, it sounds like fucking small talk before you get into like some foreplay or something. That's what she said. Your boyfriend's going to love this. And you know the positions you have to get in or not? Like, put it in perspective, my, you have to put your feet together and you have to be like that. So you have to spread your legs. That's only the front way. Yeah, I, I'd imagine you have, like, what the fuck do you do to wax your bum hole? 
I'm not going to do it on camera, but you got to go, like, kind of like how I'm sitting now, but fully laid down. You have to get your hand and spread it. What, on your side? You spread, oh, for fuck's sake, Laura. you just done it. A little bit, not the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you Wait, spread it. Well, on your side? Yeah, so like you lay down like this and you spread it. Uh, you know what was in my mind? Back on your belly. In my mind, it will be like, you'd have to get in doggy <laughs> no. and like throw it back and reach both hands back and like open it like that. <laughs> Faces like this. Yeah, like, oh. Do you know what I mean? It's awkward because like you go in there, like they could tell you go to your room and get changed, like get changed, get naked basically. And you're like you don't get fully naked, thank God. But I uh, imagine they get some people that like, you walk in their tops off and everything. Just you walk. Imagine you're waiting for someone. You're you're fully butt naked from the bottom down. You're waiting on the bed like this. Then they'll get you in positions, do it. And then afterwards they'll give you some privacy to get dressed. And it's quicker. You know what? I actually need to start getting waxed again. I, My well, mind cannot comprehend me going somewhere. The guys do it. Get waxed. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think they do. Okay, so would a female wax the guy? Yeah. Right, because for me, you know what my main worry would be? What? Because I'm a raging young stallion, yeah? If I'm washing the dishes and my dingling rubs against the cupboard one too many times, it will get hard immediately. Like, it doesn't take... The wind can make me hard. Mm. It, it gets hard like this, yeah? On tap. Yeah. I've never had an issue with it. The issue I have is that it can get hard from nothing. It literally has a brain of its own. My worry would be that she would nudge it by accident and it would get hard and then it would be very awkward and I would look like a fucking pedo. I think when you're having pain, you wouldn't be hard. But you underestimate the ability of my wiener. mm like, I'm telling you, if I'm not wearing boxes and I'm in shorts and the wind blows and it, like, moves around in the shorts a little bit. Jesus Christ. It would just go, whoop. I, I, I would just reassure you by saying I'm sure that they've seen it before. It's still fucking weird and awkward, though. It gets less awkward. I like I should get waxed again. And also, I cannot ever imagine a guy waxing their nutsack. I think you'd wax your ass crack and your back. Your ass crack. I would imagine that you don't wax your balls. No. Because... I think that would be a place that's not flat enough to do it. Yeah, you also probably rip your fucking sack open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my I God. Imagine would. that happens. It has And the ball before. falls out the sack. Oh, I don't know about <coughs> that. It must have chicken balls. That's disgusting. But there's no really need to get your ass waxed unless you're going to stick things up it, I guess. Mm, yeah. Or you... Yeah, I guess true. Yeah, yeah. Because a guy, like, okay, if you was going to shave your bum hole by yourself, how the fuck do you do that? Oh, I just bend over. I do shave my bum hole by myself. Yeah, and what, you just reach around? Yeah. And you do it with the razor? Yeah. I'm too scared to do that. It's actually not bad. And I can help you if you want. I, I shave my own thing sometimes. I'm, I'm getting very vulnerable here. And this should probably be saved for the Patreon. I'm just going to spill the beans, yeah? I shave it very rarely, like... Maybe every sixth time I shave my pubes, I'll do my bum hair. And it's when I get very fed up of the messy shits. Because my ass gets very hairy. And when it's overly hairy, the shits get very messy. Right? Because it, like, it just spreads. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, fuck me. Like, after I get an extra long shower now. <laughs> so I have to clean up the area. How do you do it? Like, I don't, but I'm going to throw it straight away out there. Don't razor shave it. Oh. Done it one time, yeah. 
worst mistake of my life because it comes back as stubble and it's very itchy and you're walking around <laughs> digging your fingers inside your bum hole okay you're not fingering yourself but like you know them deep scratches you're like really going for it constantly and it looks like you got crabs up your bum do you know what i mean it looks bad it looks like you got an std do you know what i mean you're just walking around like a nitty just scratching your, your ass non-stop so never done it with a razor again but essentially oh god this is so bad what i do is i move the the shower mat out of the way I'll lay down and you know the little <laughs> face mirror you have <laughs> I put it in front of me <laughs> and like I'll lean against the bath I need to do a visual representation so audio listeners just try imagine my back is against the bath and I lift my legs like I spread my legs as much as I can like this mirror in front of me and I kind of try to navigate around the hole and like shave around <laughs> <laughs> not shave but trim just trim it down are you kidding me go from a forest to a nicely uh uh groomed patio are you got are you kidding me no i'm being very serious this is why this is why we have a podcast how have we dated for seven years and i never knew you did this yeah something it just gets too out of hand sometimes no, i can't imagine you laying butt naked on the floor in the bathroom now, i'm telling you now if i had never shaved my bum hole not my bum hole if i never shaved my ass what would have happened is I would have an afro coming out of my boxes by now. But how It's a wildfire. You though. lay on the floor. How else am I going to do it? I don't want the fucking razor to nick my fucking <laughs> hole. Then what? I'm bleeding out my ass. <laughs> Fuck that. I need to see what I'm doing. <laughs> Just scary is to trim balls. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand how... You're Some people say they use a razor. That's fucking crazy to me. So you piss in the bath, you lay on the floor naked with a mirror looking at your dick Spread and your balls not, and not your arsehole. Not my dick and balls. Are you hard when you do that? No. So then? No, but I do get hard when I shave my dingling <laughs> sometimes. Because I have to move it around and move it out the way. And it just gets hard. And I can't lie, when it's hard, it's a lot easier to drink. <laughs> a lot easier. Because it's like a... Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, anyway, oh I didn't know we were going to go down this route, but uh, fuck me. We have, you have some Amazon reviews for me. Fucking hell. I'm sorry to have us listening to this. I can't breathe. I, I can't really, breathe. I, I really hope my mom's not listening to this because fucking hell. Okay, so they've got a couple different Amazon reviews. This Amazon review was about earrings. Okay. Um. So the caption is, I love earrings. My boyfriend hates that I leave them. Dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. She goes... I love earrings. My boyfriend hates that I leave them laying around. Our relationship was on the rocks. He came to me and said, Honey, you are the love of my life, but I, but if I find any more earrings laying around, I'm gone. I cannot take it anymore. After some couples counselling, turns out he used to have dreams he was being chased by a large gold hoop earring. I decided... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but I just imagine a hoop earring with legs and arms. <laughs> A Come large, here. <laughs> a large gold one. That sounds like when you used to date a hoe and it really traumatized you. Yeah. Um, I decided to take things into my own hands. I wasn't going to lose him, not for lousy earring storage. So I bought this acrylic earring display. It was life-changing. My earrings are in full display and easy to find. And my boyfriend, he was so happy that soon after he dropped down on one knee and asked me to be his wife. Using a diamond ring, of course. Not a hoop ring. 
What the fuck? You know, it's, it's one of them reviews that get overly personal. Yeah, that is, it literally just spilled the beans. And also, we didn't need all of that context. And talk about overly personal. This person has a profile picture and it looks like a real name. And the profile picture is of them. Some, and this is a verified purchase. Listen, some people really overshare sometimes. Yeah, they do. Fucking hell. Um, this one is the, an AirTag Amazon review. And it says, worked on wife. What the fuck? I think it's just an AirTag sold on Amazon. Okay. Um, so here we go. I'm just more confused about how can we have like an interesting review about an AirTag. Listen to this. I bought this as I bought this thing as I told. <clears throat> sorry, I bought this thing as I was told my wife was having an affair, but I couldn't catch her, uh, and she. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Go on. Go but on. I couldn't catch her, and she was denying it for months. Finally, a friend told me about these tags and I used one to use one to put it in her purse. She did not know. And in the end, I found out she was indeed having an affair, not with one man, but with six different men. I found her at three men's house in one day for hours at a time. She finally admitted to having affairs for the last two years with more men that she, than she can count. And if not for this air tag, I would still be sleeping with this dirty girl and working my ass off all day while she was getting plowed all the time. Thank you, Apple, so much. Holy shit. That went so left. I'm just... who, huh? who knew technology could find out you were cheating now? An air tag. He was tracking I mean, where she was. The thing is, as soon as you said air tag, that was my first only thought. That's like, that's the only thing that could possibly have an interesting review. But I was like, surely not. Like, that's just craziness. <clears throat> yeah. Six men. And we know, and, um, oh yeah, six men. Three in one day. That's a lot. She was active for the last two years. She has an addiction. She needs I therapy. So. I think so. Fucking hell, I feel sorry for the lad. And air tags are a best place to put in a woman's purse because you know that that is messy and we don't look through it. Facts. That is so true. Facts. And the last one I have is a um it's a supplement review. Okay. Amazon. It's an what Amazon kind of um it says Amazon sex supplement review. Okay. Alright? Sex supplement. Yeah, so like that's a thing. No, it helps you <laughs> send me the link. <laughs> it's like a sex enhancement enhancement. Send me the link. As a 32-year-old male, I was disappointed when I wasn't able to keep up with my wife, who is the same age as me. So I started searching for something, anything that would help me with my sex drive. My manhood worked fine, but it was the desire to use it that had disappeared. So Viagra didn't work because that only helps with blood flow. Mm, yeah, okay. Months later, after despair, I've almost completely set in. I came across a supplement called Tongat Ali, which is, I guess, the supplement they're reviewing. Not feeling that hopeful, I still decided to give it a try and I didn't pay attention to how long it took for it to come in the mail because I didn't have much hope to begin with after trying other methods. Upon receiving it, I decided to give it a try, although since I had lost hope in other supplements, I didn't play around with the dosage. Recommended dosage 2? I don't think so, so not at this point in the game. I didn't take the recommended dose. I did, didn't take double the recommended dose, nor did I take triple the recommended dose. I took, no, I didn't take quadruple the recommended dose. Why didn't I take five times the recommended dose? Mostly because I don't know the word for five times the recommended dose. He took a lot of doses. He took a shit ton of it, basically. He says, with eight pills ready to help me do the nasty with my wife in the system, I waited. It wasn't too long before I started to feel them to start to take effect. 
The first thing I noticed w was an elevated heart rate. That had to be a sign of excitement, right? But I didn't feel excited, just my heart. Don't tell me this fucking guy had a heart attack. Next was the intense sweating. Oh yeah, two things that happened during sexy time. An elevated heart rate and sweating. Oh yeah. Also during her heart attack. I wasn't feeling all that sexy with my body going into overdrive in the, in the sweat department, but I felt like my body was trying to tell me it's time to get it on. Since my sex drive had begun to lower over the past few years, I had learned to listen when my body gave me hints like this. And now that I was also breathing heavily... Fuck's sake, he's having a heart attack. I decided... <laughs> I decided to let my wife know that I had made my body ready for her. So I found her and luckily she was already in the bedroom. I didn't even have to tell her I was ready. She took one look at me and said, Oh my God, why are you so pale and sweaty? Because <laughs> he's having a heart attack. I think I winked at her. I'm not sure because I started to get really dizzy. <laughs> This guy's dying. <laughs> the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> there was tearing off clothes in order to cool me off because I'd gotten so hot my wife couldn't keep her lips off me because she started giving me mouth to mouth. And boy, did she pound me as part of the CPR process, of course. <laughs> it was a really intense, and my ad, sexy. The following day, I was so satisfied with the results that I decided to take the recommended dose that didn't seem to work so well. I only got wait, on a... Wait, what? <laughs> he didn't go to hospital after having a heart attack or during having a heart attack and the next day he took the same thing that gave him a heart attack in the first place <laughs> he said, just to have some sex. <laughs> he said, I only got an erection and had sex. It wasn't nearly as intense. Maybe, maybe I'll just double the dose for next time. So eight, wasn't, eight was giving me a heart attack. One wasn't enough, so I'll try two. These reviews are leaving me speechless. What? <laughs> Man was having a heart attack and still found it hot. <laughs> this is what I mean. It's all in your head. Yeah. All in your head. Jesus. That was very intense. <laughs> I was like interested. I was like, yeah, yeah, come. And I was like, wait, hold on. And I was like, oh. And then it was like, holy shit. Yeah. This guy's about to die. Mm -hmm. <coughs> oh. Jesus Christ. That was giving me a heart attack. I'm sorry. Anyway, should we give people some uh, advice? Should we save some relationships? Yes, well, let's. No, me, I'm probably going to tell people to break up, but hey-ho. Let's, let's see if they can break up or not. Welcome to the therapy couch, guys. This is where we try to give advice, and usually I end up saying break up, and Laura says that I'm a piece of shit. And this is the basis of our accreditation that we've been dating for seven years. Yes. Still in a relationship. So we should be able to... Give some good advice. Is this cup broken? Has it got something in it? Because it keeps making hella noise. I have no idea what's going on. But anyway, here we go. The title. My boyfriend doesn't like being called daddy. Neither I... do I. Yeah, you don't either. Because you call your dad daddy. Is that the actual reason? So Not if I didn't if I Not... didn't have a dad, or I said dad, you wouldn't mind. No, I still wouldn't like it. Okay. But I wouldn't hate it as much as I do now. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Also, because I don't have a dad in my life. So. <laughs> it's like. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't really. <laughs> daddy. No, no, no. no, no I'd be like, Daddy, you'd be like, where? He's back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's why I don't care about it. Oh. Bitch. Why is that? Is he back? <laughs> daddy, why is he back? <laughs> I hope he's not. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> You're such a bastard. Sorry. Uh, 
I've been having sex with him for over a year, and the first time we did it, I asked him if he liked being called daddy, and he said yes. Oh, okay. I've been doing it ever since now, and I'm used to it. But two days ago, he told me he didn't like it and uh, asked me to not do it anymore. I asked him since uh, since when, because like I said, I've been doing this for over a year now. And he said that he was never that into it, but now he just wants me to stop because he can't it, uh, he can't keep putting up with it. So it's really bothering him. I've never felt like he didn't like it or wasn't into it when I did. But now I not only feel incredibly stupid, but also upset with myself. He said the only reason he didn't say anything was because he knew I liked to do it, but I only liked it because I thought he did too. Mm. So she thought... Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get where she's coming from. I kept apologizing, but he said it's fine. Just try not to do it anymore. Shit like this is why I hate myself. I'm so dumb. What should I do? Mm. I'm kind of thinking they're going through a stage of their relationship. You know when it's all happy and sexy and all good? And now the real relationship's settling in. And he's having cold feet about it getting serious. Mm. And so he's picking up on every little thing possible to get out of there. Imagine how awkward it is. You're doing something for your partner that you're not like, you're not necessarily, you don't hate it, but you're not like the biggest fan of it. You just do it because it satisfies your partner. And then them liking it makes you more like, like turned on. So everyone's like happy, yeah? Exactly. It adds more to it. And then after a year of you doing this, thinking it's like the best thing that you could do for them, they go, I fucking hate it. Can you please stop? I, I think he did like it. I, I think sw- he was capping. Nah, 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 nah. Honestly, if that happened to me, I'd want the ground to open, swallow me whole, close up. No one remember who I am. That's what I'm saying. I think he's literally, he's just getting to the point where now he's finding things he doesn't like about you. He's I, not as interested anymore. Why do people find it so hard to communicate? I know. Speak. You have a mouth. If he didn't like it, stay a year ago. You should have just said it straight away. Don't fucking touch me. Daddy? Don't. <laughs> a wacky. Live on air. No joke. I called OJ Daddy the other day in the car. Did you hear? No. It was so funny. It was when I was, he gave me something. I was like, thanks, Daddy. And he was like, don't call me that. <laughs> oh yeah because he's got daddy issues as well and then i looked at him and i said i'm so sorry it just slipped out and like the thing is i say it as a joke because i know it annoys you a lot we, we fuck around like that all yeah the time. like like our friendship group is like oh we slap each other's ass kind of thing um we actually do uh the boys do i mean you I try get, to get involved i get kicked up the ass oh you get you get kicked up i the get ass. kicked up yeah, the yeah, ass. Yeah, but yeah. like it's it's like a you don't get spanked Guys, we don't have gangbangs, okay? Everyone thinks we do. Yeah, we need to clear that up. Maybe one day we'll entertain it, but at the moment, no one's having gangbangs, okay? No, not right now. Yeah, not yet. Maybe tomorrow. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, people just don't communicate. And this is the case. Like, you haven't communicated, and now your relationship's in the shitter. You should break up. I <laughs> I think he's, I think their relationship, I think he's, he's the ones that got the issue. I yeah, think 100%. he's suddenly not interested. No, no, this girl is not, she's not at fault at she's all. She's not the one at fault. I think he was into it and now he's not into Why are you biting your lip? Oh, because you know what it is? No, <laughs> can't. no, you look hot and I just took the piss. That's all. No, I don't look hot. You know what I'm doing? Because I haven't had a haircut in over two weeks now. I didn't shave this part of my beard. I didn't trim it when I trimmed my beard. So it's got a bit long. So what I do is I run this hair through the gap <laughs> in my teeth. 
it's suddenly not like, hot. I almost like. <laughs> it's, suddenly, it's suddenly not nice. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's a weird thing. I catch myself doing it in public sometimes. Like, you know. <laughs> it's suddenly. It's so weird. Um, but yeah, people just need to uh, break up. Huh? Your transport for London direct debit will be £115 more than last time. Monzo just sent me that notification. What the fuck? Is that the ULIS payment? What's going on? £165 last month. I'll think about that later. Damn, guys, subscribe to the Patreon. I need some money. Fuck me. Yeah, people just need to talk more. <clears throat> anyway, we've got another relationship to save or ruin. Whichever route we go. My boyfriend lasts too long, but I can't tell him. Oh. Very, what's the word? Last too long. Contrary to the usual. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, here we go. <clears throat> My boyfriend has ADHD and has started taking a mood-regulating medicine, which side effects have caused him to last longer during sex. We've been dating for six months and he's amazing, but a little bit too amazing. He takes everything I say very strongly and makes sure to fix whatever issue it is. A little too much for me. For example, when we have sex now, because of this medicine, he lasts way too long, like an hour of straight intercourse. Along with oral, then sex again will get him to finish. And it hurts. He goes really fast and hard, which is fine, but after like 30 minutes of it, it starts to become too much. I feel the need to tell him he's really sweet about it, but won't continue even if I say I just need a break and want to continue. And I know he wants to. He's just afraid of hurting me. He will consistently ask me if I'm okay and then will be uh, wary of having sex with me in fear of hurting me. He takes things I say to the extreme a lot, which is why I don't want to express how much it hurts after having sex with him or even the fact I started bleeding once. He's literally so sweet and if he knew he would become celibate i'm not even joking how do i approach him with this is there some secret i'm missing to give my poor cat a chance fucking hell mad absolutely mad first of all need again need the link to this medicine because the two pump chump <laughs> can't continue yeah because the seven years is gonna go down a drain if it continues you might not say it but it's true okay if you got a link for this mood regulating thing, send it to me, please. It's not even for me. It's for a friend in this part. And Laura's just laughing because she knows it's true. What do you think? An hour's too long. An hour's way too long. Especially rough like that. That's pound, just pound, pound, just pound. For an hour, bang, bang, bang. Bro, that shit will dry up. I'll get cramps <laughs> in my hamstrings. Bro, at that point, you're just like this. Just take, just do what you want. But how has he got the stamina to do that? Because that mood regulating drug. But it doesn't give you energy. Maybe you will need to, to invest in flashlight. Flashlights? Yeah. You mean flashlights? Flashlights, yeah. Flashlights, just shining <laughs> it. I can see now. Yep, it's getting me off quicker. I think, yeah, maybe that'd be the best option because then everyone can be a bit more happy. Okay, but her question is, how does she tell him? I, I don't know. I actually don't, I can't give advice. It's Bear in mind, he's got ADHD. It's techie, bro. Leave him. <laughs> how do you, how do you, you're literally saying, I need to tell him, but I can't. Okay, so don't then, you can't. Yeah, cut. Move to Mexico. Mm, you literally I can't. I don't even know why Mexico. You just said that you can't do it, so you just told yourself, don't do it. So leave. Yeah, facts. Leave. All right, cool. I don't have an internet hall of fame for this episode. I have something more new and spicy. 
have you ever had or do you have a I remember where I was when this happened. Of what? Yeah, I do. Okay, go on. Of what? Anything. Oh, what do you like mean? Like something significant. Let me give you an example. I was filming a wedding. It was just after the ceremony, I think, when he was going into the reception, when I got the news. No, it was during the reception, just before the cake cut and first dance and the party starting, is when I got the news of uh, the fact that the Queen's dead. Oh. Yeah, I still remember that. Wait, is this an insignificant thing? What do you mean? That I have to remember. You don't have to remember. Fucking hell. You're so dumb sometimes. Or I don't know. What's the point? I'm, what I'm saying is, the significant news, the queen was dead. She kicked the stairs. Yeah. yeah. But I still remember to this day what I was doing when I found out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was filming a wedding. The wedding was terrible. The people were late. Hated the whole thing. And they were... What was they doing? How did they react when they found out? Oh, they didn't really give a shit. Okay. Yeah, still got married. Well, one significant thing for me is when my cousin broke his arm, that same gay one, actually. For some reason, I remember I was in primary school and he was in a different primary school to me. And I was in my after school club guitar lesson playing guitar. And next thing you know, teacher's there saying, Laura, you have to leave early. Okay, Laura's dumb, comes to the reception. As soon as I get there, mom's like, we gotta go, we gotta go, get in the car, go, go, go. I'm like, then I start getting really worried. And then she's like, it's this, he's broke his arm. I'm like, what the fuck? For all this. How do you even remember that? And then we had to go to pick him up from his primary school. Okay, I have a really like broad memory of finding something out pretty significant whilst taking a poo but i for the life of me <laughs> couldn't remember what it was but i know there is something because i do poo a lot i think i got ibs like i poo too much sometimes. oh my god you probably find out a lot of things about the toilet because you're mostly on the toilet i spend a lot of time on the toilet you do i wish there was like a statistic thing that you could <laughs> find out you spent like you know when you're just about to die yeah some guy comes in with a piece of paper there <laughs> You spent X amount of hours fucking. You spent X amount of sleeping. You went da da da, taking poos, peeing <laughs> in the toilet. Do you know what I mean? You'd be the highest on poos. Oh, 100%. That, I have to be in contention for like a world record holder. I think so. Have to be. But anyway, I got a couple things. And to be honest, a lot of it was like... Um, a lot of it was about 9-11. And a lot of it was about... <laughs> I remember when they killed Bin Laden. <laughs> What? Where was you? Premier Inn. What? Oh, I remember this. And you was panicking because there was um, there was like a Harley Davidson uh, like bike parade. They yeah, were all yeah. riding past and you thought there was bombs going off. I was very stressed. But I remember I was at the Premier Inn with my mom and dad and sister. Woke up, just turned the TV on as you do. Bin Laden has been captured. <laughs> Bro, when I went to have my, dead. Bro, when I went to have my premiere in breakfast, I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I remember something again now. I remember when Michael Jackson died. What? Don't know he? why. I was in my nan's kitchen. <laughs> she was smoking, and it came on the radio. And my nan started crying. <laughs> I was like, ciao. <laughs> <laughs> I 
an even more broad memory I remember is thinking, <laughs> why is the whole world so upset about this fucking weirdo? Because I was scared of Michael Jackson. <laughs> Bear in mind, I was nine years old when this guy died, yeah? And he kicked the stairs. I think it was 2009, 2008 when this guy died. And I just remember the whole world is upset. And I was fucking over the moon. Because whenever I see a Michael Jackson video, I would get fucking scared. His face was scary. <laughs> he looked like he was out of a horror movie. Because the amount Ciao. of- Ciao! <laughs> He doesn't even say that. That's the Swedish Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Bro, I need sleep. It's 1 a.m., man. Man said kachow. Who the fuck said kachow? <laughs> I come. You know Lightning McQueen actually says that. I know. Um, okay, cool. Anyway, let's move on. Let's get some of these uh, real doubt. Also, if you have a, I remember where I was when this happened <laughs> moment, send it we in. We should do more because it's just popping into my head bare shit. Yeah. We should put it on Instagram. Um, maybe some people, some oh. of the fans have some stuff. Or you can email it in if you're still here watching. Anyway, I was sat on the toilet one August morning when my girlfriend shouted that Princess Diana had been killed in a car crash. So again, he just like me. He's probably got IBS just like me. Uh, on 9-11, I was in an electrical store. Saw the second plane hit on 50 screens all at once. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> You'd be thinking someone put some random shit on the screen to tr trick you. Yeah, that's a lot, isn't it? Uh, there's this one. This one got me twisted. I was shopping in my local uh, supermarket when over the tannoy, the Tesco's in-store radio announcer informed us that the queen had died. A brief, minute, uh, a brief moment of silence ensued before the half promptly... Uh, what? Before he half promptly moved to tell us about the half price deal on Jaffa Cakes they currently had on. <laughs> Didn't even know Tesco did that. Never heard Tesco say, we've got a discount on this today. Neither did I. Mm, maybe some ill intentions there. Mm. Anyway. On 9-11, I was working in the bank when I came back from lunch and the manager said, have you been to New York before? Uh, have you been to New York, the World Trade Center? I said, yes. He said... Well, they're gone. Wow. That's one More way, way to break, break it down. News. Yeah, it's one way to break it. I was sitting in Cafe Nero. My mate comes back to the table, plonks an iced coffee down in front of me and goes, oh yeah, by the way, the queen snuffed it. <laughs> <laughs> when said snuffed it? Bro, uh, I had another memory of when I fell on the bus. You fell on the bus? Yeah, from the top stairs to the bottom stairs. Holy shit. It's got nothing to do with this, but do tell. I mean, I had the long Adidas bags, you know, the long satchel ones. Mm -hmm, it got the crossbody ones. Fell all the way from the top to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you seem so traumatized by this event. School was full of, uh, the bus was full of different school kids. Oh, fuck. And I'm quite heavy footed. <laughs> so it wasn't quiet. <laughs> and then after. I just imagine you. <laughs> after. Flaking your arms like. <laughs> legs all behind your head. After that day, bro, and he, I did never wanted to sit at the top, by the way. I just <laughs> opt for the bottom. But then when I was at the top, I'd be like going from pole to pole, <laughs> like swinging until I, I would never have one hand off a pole. Jesus Christ. All right, cool. Let's go. I was in a slug and lettuce with a load of people from work celebrating the end of training when the queen died. Everyone at our table cheered. Went to a beer, uh, went to a bar for drinks afterwards, and they all were playing another one bites the dust, <laughs> Bruh. followed by Killer Queen. <laughs> Some people really That's didn't British give a shit. British banter, but British banter is fine. That is British banter. 
at the top tier of its finest. Yeah. Um, I remember I was on holiday in I on ice in on. I remember I was on holiday in Iceland and I went to the toilet as we had just trained tried fermented shark and I wanted to die. I looked at my phone to realize Amy Winehouse had passed away. So strange how specific the memories and uh, are around these times. It's true. It's very strange. It's very it's very true. Um I just remembered another one. I remember when uh one of the guys from the bike scene died and I found out uh, literally as we pulled up to my house. I remember that and I saw the video of the mm. crash mm. and I started crying. Oh yeah. Remember that? I remember that. You just there like you pussy or No man. <laughs> I just let him sh- no no no. Um I'm just trying to even think of more now. I don't remember that fully. Do you not? What the fuck are you doing? Sleeping. <laughs> One eye open. <laughs> One, One eye <laughs> open when I'm sleeping. One eye. <laughs> Gotta be alert, bro. <laughs> I said, this eye's resting. <laughs> open, open, open the eye. <laughs> Me and some friends were playing Call of Duty when Michael Jackson died. There was a solemn shimonda from one guy in the lobby, then a ton of Michael Jackson lyrics from everyone during the next few matches. <laughs> that is like the solid solidarity within Xbox party chats. Mm. Uh, whilst there's no racist comments being made because that was the majority of the things. That's lost. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Should we lock the podcast off? I think it's Laura's bedtime. I got to edit a TikTok first. I don't think that's happening, is it? Really? Mm. Why? It's half past midnight. Do it with one eye open when you're sleeping. The edit's going to come out all wonky. You're going to have like half the subtitles <laughs> missing. <laughs> Only one eye will be edited. All right, listen, guys. It's been a very long episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, subscribe. Follow us laughing. on Spotify or wherever you listen to us. Sign up to Patreon because we need money and we're broke as fuck. So please do that. <sighs> Anything else? <laughs> the night. Yeah, Laura's fed up now, so don't let the baby bite. Shamona. If, if did you know that there was a guy that got eaten alive by bed bugs? Yes. And other insects. I think he was in prison. Yeah. I was the bed bug. Mm. Okay. Bye.